0: You know, last week, Pastor John kind of introduced this whole series that we're beginning today, um, 40 Days of Purpose. And and today, what I want to do as we begin this 40 day journey is I want to go over some of life's most important questions. And the reason I want to do that is I want to sort of create a framework for these purposes, these five purposes that God has for your life. Because I think they're important questions to look at. And I'll, I'll give you some of them today. The question of existence why am I alive? The question of significance does my life matter? The question of intention. What is my purpose? To be fair, there's no more important questions in life than that. And yet, even as I say them, I know we've been conditioned in America, at least, to to almost never think about these things. And yet, one of the beauties of life is that while there are some good times, there's also some valleys that we go through. And in those valleys, I think we ask these questions in, in 101 different ways. As we struggle with life and its complexity and in our journey and and wonder exactly what it is that we're supposed to be about. And so hopefully this series will kind of help us discern and and help us clarify what God has us on this earth to do. But I want to start with this first question. You know, why am I alive? This is a question that's not a new question at all. It actually was asked over 2,000, 3,000 years ago by Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 20, he actually says this. He's talking to God. He says, God, why was I born? Was it only to have trouble and sorrow and to end my life in disgrace? You I know, mean, obviously, Jeremiah's having a little bit of a bad hair day here, clearly, right? I mean, he's, he's struggling. But as I was thinking about that, I, I think we all can kind of get where Jeremiah's coming from at the moment because we've all had those, those bad hair days, those, those difficult times in life, those times where everything just seems to be going wrong. And, and we're going, why am I here? Why am I alive? My life is a mess, God. I have all these problems. I have all these difficulties. I have these trials. I have these tribulations. I, I'm frustrated. I, I'm struggling. I, I don't know how to get out of this mess that I've gotten into. Is this why I'm on earth? Right? Just to have problems? Just to struggle? Just to be miserable? No. There's got to be more to life than this, right, God? And I think when we go to God and we're asking this question in that way, it can be a really frustrating question to ask. Why am I alive? You know, I was reading through a lot of different things, and I came across this quote by an author. He says, I hope life isn't a joke because I don't get it, right? And, and I, I think it's fair. I think a lot of people don't get it. Dr. Huge Moorhead, a philosophy professor at Northeastern Illinois University, once wrote to 250 of the best-known philosophers and scientists and writers and intellectuals of the 20th century, and he just asked him one question, what is the purpose of life? And then he published a book, brilliant in so many ways, published a book based on their responses, right? But if you read through the book, it's somewhat depressing because what you quickly realize is that none of these 250 philosophers knew the meaning and purpose to life. Many of them just offered best guesses, and they admitted that they were guesses. Many of them said, I just made up a purpose. And many of them said, I'm just clueless. I don't even know if there is a purpose to life. In fact, a number of these intellectuals wrote Dr. Moorhead and said, hey, if you figure out the answer... To the purpose of life? Could you let me know too? Right? All of the best philosophers were just guessing. Carl Jung, a famous psychiatrist, wrote back to Dr. Moorhead. He says, I don't know the meaning and purpose of life, but it looks as if something were meant by it. That's helpful, Carl, right? But one of the most disturbing answers that we read through was by Joseph Heller. He was an author, and he wrote this I have no answers to the meaning of life, and I no longer want to search for any. I think it's depressing in so many ways, but one of the reasons is because I think this is the way that a ton of people in my life, in our culture, I think, the way they look at life. I don't know what it is, and I don't care, I guess is what they would say. But I think it's probably one of the most tragic statements in this particular book because a life without purpose is pointless. A life without purpose isn't worth living, and I guess just as evidence of that in our culture today, suicides are skyrocketing in our society today. Mike, who's constantly reading on youth culture and stuff like that, says uh, suicides amongst teenagers has gone up 20 to 30 percent over the last two years. Think about that for a second. And part of it's, there's been some glorification of it because of certain TV shows that are on and stuff like that, but 20 to 30 percent. Suicide amongst teenagers is now the second leading cause of death. Why? Because a life without purpose is pointless. But God says you were made for a purpose. So we come here today, we're asking questions, God, why did God make us? Why are we alive? Why are we on this planet? Is there a reason? Is there a purpose? And God just cries out, yes, absolutely yes, there is. In fact, in Proverbs 16, 4, he says this, Solomon's writing, he says, the Lord has made everything for his own purpose. Did you, did you get that? I'm, I'm going to read it again. Listen to every one of those words. The Lord has made everything for his own purpose. Uh, This is so important. I I just don't want you to miss this, right? And it's pretty countercultural, right, in America today. But it says here that the Lord has made you not for your purpose, not for your pleasure, not for your goals, not for your ambitions and dreams, but God has made you for his purpose. Kind of a mind-bender a little bit because we've been conditioned to think that everything's really about us. But God says, I made you for my purpose. And the reality is that God has never made anything without a purpose, He just doesn't make stuff for no reason. And so as you look around the earth, every animal, every rock, every plant, every human being has a purpose for which God created them. And so if you're alive today, if you're breathing, if you're taking up space, one of the things that you can know for certain is that God has a purpose for your life. And the truth is, you're made for five purposes, hence the series, and we're going to take a look at them more in depth as we go through. But again, today I just want to give you kind of the motive behind these purposes for your life. Why did God create you for these purposes? In Ephesians 1.4, Paul writes this, he says, Long before he laid down the earth's foundations, he had us in mind. I love that. And he settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy in his love. So Paul's just writing here, and he's saying that I was created to be loved by God, that God is love, and that he created you so that he could love you. He made you to love you. You get that? He didn't need you. He wasn't lonely. I mean, God is perfect. He's doing fine. But he created you. He made you simply for the simple motive of the fact that he wanted something to love. He wanted you. That's why you were made, that's why you're alive. Notice again it says, long before he laid down the earth's foundations, he had us in mind, he had you in mind. Before God thought of the universe, he thought of you. Again, that's how much God loves you, that's how special you are, that's what makes you different than everything else in all of creation, because God testifies to us that during the creation of the world, he first and foremost had you on his mind and he made you for a reason. He wanted to love you, to show his extravagant, incredible love, which is his nature. But until you understand that motivation of God for why you're on this earth, life's not going to make any sense. Let's go over another question because I think it expands on this. Second greatest question of life is the question of significance. Do I matter? Does my life matter? Maybe God did make me to love me, but does my life really matter to him? Is there a reason that I'm here? Isaiah asked this question in Isaiah 49. He said, My work all seems so useless. I have spent my strength for nothing and for no purpose at all. You ever feel that way when you go to work? (laughs) Just kind of on that little hamster cage, little spinning wheel or whatever it is, and I'm just kind of going through the same things over and over and over, wondering if it had any purpose, wondering if it matters to anybody, just wondering. I was talking to a guy who had retired he'd been retired about 10 to 15 years he had experienced incredible success he was known all over the world at one point i mean just amazing guy and he says nobody cares anymore any of the things i've done when i meet people on the street they don't know who i am when i when i tell them about the what i used to do they don't pursue or, or care much about anything it, It just seems like it was all for nothing. And I went on to assure him that it made a difference and all these different things. But but we get in this thing where we spend all of our lives consumed with one thing, and then one day nobody seems to care. God says, I love you, and you matter to me. He says this, my work all seems so useless. I've spent my strength for nothing and for no purpose at all. But again, without a purpose, right? Life seems trivial, and life seems petty, and life seems pointless. You were made for a meaning. In World War II, there were some prisoners in a Nazi concentration camp in Hungary. They worked in a factory that processed human sewage, of all things. One day, the Allies came along and they blew up the factory, which left the prisoners with nothing to do. So the guards had the prisoners take the rubble from the factory and move it to a nearby field just for work. The next day, they reversed it and they had them take the rubble and move it back to the original site. The next day, they reversed it and they had them take the rubble and move it to the next site. They did this over and over and over again. No meaning, no purpose, just work without meaning. And an incredible thing began to happen with the prisoners. Prisoners began to go crazy, literally. They had lost hope, and many of them had lost their minds. They began to throw themselves in front of guards, hoping to be shot, preferring suicide, to continuing on to work with no, no meaning at all. In other words, you have to have meaning and purpose in your life to have hope, and you have to have hope to cope with all the stuff that life brings your way. But to have that, you need to first start with this understanding that you actually matter to God. In Isaiah 44 two, it says, I am your creator. You were made, you were in my care even before you were born. You ever think about that? Even while you were in your mom's womb, Scripture says in Jeremiah that he was knitting to you together, forming you, creating you to be the person that you are today. It's incredible the care that he put into you. When your mother was still carrying you in her womb, God cared about you. He knew you. God cared about you, and he planned you from the very beginning. And I just share all that today to say that you are not an accident. There are accidental parents, but there are no accidental births. And get this, there's no accidental conceptions. There are illegitimate parents, but there are no illegitimate children. There are unplanned pregnancies, but there are no unplanned kids, no unpurposed people. And God even takes into account human error. Even human sin. One of the greatest voices in our culture today for, uh, for, for our youth culture, especially the youth sexual culture, is a gal named Pam Stenzel. She talks about abstinence and she goes over the whole spectrum of things that are out there in our culture today just to encourage kids to stay true to God, to, to choose abstinence as they go through life. And she makes an incredible difference, but she is actually the child, and this is one of the things that she shares in her spiel, but she's actually a child of rape. And she says, I thank God every day that my mom didn't abort me that she gave me a chance because I know God has purpose for me and I know I was born even in the midst of that that horrible situation that certainly wasn't God's will, but he had purpose for me. There are no accidental kids. God has purpose for every single one of them. The Bible says this, you, God, scheduled each day of my life before I even began to breathe. Every day was recorded in your book. Every single day, that's how much you matter to God. God is interested in every detail of your life. He's seen it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and he recorded it in his book even before your life began. That's kind of a mind-bender, but it just means this. All the dumb decisions that you've ever made, all the dumb decisions that people have made against you and hurt you, all the times that you've hurt other people, all the times that you've walked away from him and chosen your own path, God saw it all right from the beginning. And here's the crazy thing. It says this, he still loves you. And he still has a purpose for your life. And we're gonna see those kind of played out in the days ahead as we go through this series. But hear me say this, you matter to God a ton. And God just wants you today to know how much you matter to him in Psalm thirty-three, eleven, it says his plans endure forever his purposes last eternally so I don't want you to miss this either you matter so much to God right that God wants to keep you around not just for today not just for tomorrow but for the rest of eternity think about that for a second and Thanksgiving there's some of your extended family members you just want to leave right after dinner is that right but God says I want to hang out with you for the rest of eternity that's how much I love you God has purposes for your life, and by the way, these purposes for your life, right? They're not just for the here and now; they're for ever and ever and ever. What God does is He puts us in this life as kind of a preparation for eternity, and that's the meaning for life. Part of what He wants us to work on while we're here is to work on the things that we're going to be doing in eternity for Him. So God put you on this earth to prepare you for what you're going to be doing for the rest of eternity with Him. In other words, his plans and his purposes for you are eternal. I think one of the biggest mistakes that we make as we go through life is we get in this here and now thinking. We start thinking that this life that we're living right now is all that exists. That's all that's important, but it's not. And so we go up and we go down depending on how life comes at us. We get excited, we get miserable, we get hopeful, we get depressed. But God says there's so much more. In this blink of an eye in existence that you're living now, I want you to be with me for eternity. I've got purpose for you for eternity. And all of a sudden, if that's true, then where we spend our eternity is of utmost importance, isn't it? All that to say is that life is not all that there is. But if you live your life as if all that happens is the here and now, and then when you die, you think that's it, you've made a fatal mistake. Because you were made to last forever in eternity. So God says, I put you here to practice what you're going to be doing with me in the forever and ever. That's how much you matter to God. In 2 Corinthians 5.1, it says, When this, this tent that we live in, our body here on earth is torn down, God will have a house in heaven for us to live in, a home that he himself has made, which will last forever. See, when you understand, first, that God made you to love you, and second, that he wants to hang out with you for eternity, that he's got purpose for you for eternity, that's what gives life meaning. But there's another question I think adds to this, and it's the question of intention. What is my purpose? Because, okay, okay, yeah, he made me to love me, and, 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 and he wants me to be with him forever, but while I'm here on this earth, does my life really matter here? Is anything I do here really amount to anything? In other words, what's my purpose? David asked this question back in Psalm 89 and he said, God, why did you create us? Was it for nothing? Who's he talking to? He's talking to God. And he says, why am I here? What on earth am I here for? Bertrand Russell was one of the great philosophers of the 20th century and he was also an atheist. But he did say this, unless you assume the existence of God, the question of the meaning and purpose of life is irrelevant. And you've got to give him credit for being consistent. He didn't believe in God, but he came up with this wise saying, absolutely. He says that the only, way to, the only way life can have meaning and purpose is if there is a God. And if you don't believe in God, which he did not, then there is no purpose remaining in life. That's the logical conclusion. If there's no God, you're just some freak, random accident of nature, you just happen to be born by chance, then your life doesn't have any meaning. If there is no God, then there is no right or wrong. Think about that. If there is no God, there is no good or bad. If somebody drives up and happens to shoot you, well, that's just chance, because your life has no meaning or purpose to it. There's only meaning and purpose logically if there's a creator. Most of our culture seems to live under the M.O. that there's not a God. So they talk not just about abortion, not just about suicide, but even about infanticide now. Some of our politicians talking about that. Why? Because if there is no God, there is no right or wrong, and you can make up and do whatever it is that you want to do. We're all just accidents, and we can do whatever we want to do, and anybody else can do whatever they want to do to us. Because there's no right or wrong, there's no good or evil. So logically, you have to go to your Creator to know your purpose for life. Because if you don't know what something is, how are you gonna know its purpose? And if you don't know something's purpose, just the way life goes is you're gonna tend to misuse and abuse it over time. Why do you think our sex is abused in our world today? Because they don't know its purpose. Why do you think money gets abused? Because people don't know the purpose of it. Why do you think people in relationships get abused? Because they don't know the purpose of them. Anything that we don't know the purpose to in life tends to get misused or abused over time. And so the only way that you can know what something is is to go to the inventor, the creator, or to read the owner's manual. It's two with us too. Because you're not going to discover your purpose in life by listening to a talk show. And you're not going to find your purpose in life reading palms or tea leaves or astrology. And you're not going to find your purpose in life anywhere but in one of two places. Talking to the creator or reading the owner's manual that he's left us. But if you do, you'll find that he says that you were made by God and you were made for God. That ultimately life is not about you. God's made it all about you. He's poured his love upon you. He's sent his son to die for you so that you can spend your forever with him. God has made it all about you, but your purpose in life is not about you. But until you understand that, the meaning of life is going to elude you. It's not gonna make any sense. But that's what life's all about. It's about God. It's about other people. And so the closer you get to God, the more you're going to understand your purpose for life. So welcome to this journey that we're beginning. And my prayer is that over the next few weeks, right, as we go through this journey, God will do something incredible in your life. And that's my prayer. And all God's people said, amen. Let us pray. God, we love you so much, and you know, as we begin to talk about some of this stuff, this isn't our normal way of thinking. We, we don't kind of go into these deep thoughts very often, but, but Father, it's good to hear that you have a plan for us. It's amazing to hear that you loved this from the very beginning of time. That actually all of creation was done with, with us in mind. I think as we go through life, we forget that. The hardness of life causes us to forget. The hardness of life causes us to skew things in a way that all we think is important is the here and now. But God, you truly have made all things about us. You created this world for us. You created us so that you could love us. And you've got plans for us. Father, let us embrace that love. Let us embrace the things that you have in store And may that give us a different perspective of life, a perspective that gives hope and comfort and understanding, (laughs) a perspective that reminds us that you've got us in the midst of life. So we pray that today in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen.